it's the trivia podcast where i ask you questions about stuff you might not even know but you just might if you watch tv shows and movies hello and welcome to the tv and movie trivia podcast I'm your host, Brian Sheehan, and in this episode, I'll be asking questions from Monty Python and the Holy Grail. Our guests today are Emily, Laurie, and Katie from the podcast Potterversity. Guys, thank you for coming back. Thanks. It's awesome to be here, Brian. to be here again. Yeah, thank you. Couldn't resist this particular film. Now, I sent out a list of movies that I'm covering for 2024. This was the only one you guys picked, top of the list. Uh, I mean, it's an amazing movie. But uh, is there a reason it was so number one for you guys? So I think I'm the one who messaged the others saying, oh, my gosh, can we please do Holy Grail? Um, (laughs) Because I'm a medievalist by training. I did my master's in medieval literature. My whole thing in Harry Potter scholarship is medievalism in Harry Potter. And I have a tendency specifically to reference Monty Python and the Holy Grail in a lot of the presentations I do because it's a lot of people's reference point for medieval shenanigans. So just a conference we attended uh, last month, I was using GIFs and images from Holy Grail. So uh, I've seen it more times than I can count and have too much of it memorized. I I assume you use it for its historical accuracy as well? Of course. (laughs) Of course. (laughs) Yeah, I I have to say, I I just said yes, because this is probably the movie I've seen most in my life. That's amazing, Emily. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what that says about me. It says this thing, the same thing about Lori, so I'm, I'm in good company. And the fact that I am, no offense to you, Emily, but I am quite a bit younger um, and still maybe have seen it as many times as you. I don't know what that says about me. Well, until last night, I hadn't watched it in like 15 years. So See, I think I watch it every couple of years from a high school class, a college class, a grad school class, just nonstop. And then just, you know, for my own enjoyment. It had been a long time. I was... Uh, So happy revisiting this movie. So many great moments. Uh, But before we talk about it more, do you guys have any favorite Monty Python moments or memories? I do remember when I was a teenager and, you know, the first time somebody's like, oh, you got to see this movie. And so then you watch it and I just remember just crying, laughing, and then the references to the favorite phrases and, you know, your mother was a hamster and your father smelled of elderberries. I mean, how many times did we say that to each other? And I just, it was just fun. Well, not just medieval shenanigans, but high school shenanigans. So yeah, good times, good times. Same, same. I was, I was telling these guys earlier that I used to rent it every Friday night with my friends in high school and we would take it back to my house and watch it like multiple times and just guffaw over it. But I think the reason that we kept renting it over and over is because we would find somebody who hadn't seen it. And so introducing it to new people was always such such a fun thrill. It was like watching it over again for the first time. And I, when I reviewed it for this, I was thinking all the time, my son is 12, I was thinking all the time, he's going to love this. I can't wait to share this with him. I can't wait. So that there's that quality about this movie that I just love. And I think we mentioned that about this movie too. You all, for some reason, it feels like you always find this movie through somebody else. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, oh, my friend told me I have to watch this movie or it was, it was always a sleepover or something. So you were that person <laughs> for your, your group of friends, Emily. 
Definitely. For me, it was the musical Spamalot that my parents took me to. I was maybe 13. I became obsessed with the musical. And then I think as either probably as a birthday present, they gave me the DVD and it was, oh, oh, there's, there's, there's more like the original. Great. And then couldn't get me off of that. So just one thing led to another. And I guess I knew some other Monty Python stuff too, growing up like Dead Parrot Sketch. Of course. Is a very quotable one in my household. As is Katie, you mentioned your mother was a hamster and your father smelt of elderberries. I fart in your general direction is also a big <laughs> one in my family. That's right. Yeah, so I show in my class uh, the Nobody Expects the Spanish Inquisition sketch, uh, just because I think everybody ought to have that phrase. Like, nobody, nobody expects the Spanish Inquisition. It's so fun to say. So, yeah, and I show, it doesn't have anything to do with Spanish Inquisition, but... Anything to liven it up. <laughs> oh, I'd also like to say that I was just at the British Library seeing their new fantasy exhibit, and they have some of the original, I think it was Michael, I can't remember if it was Michael Palin, maybe Eric Idle. I don't remember which one's notes from writing the script. <gasps> Fun. Of Holy Grail is contained in the fantasy exhibit at the British Library, plus their main exhibition has notes from writing the Spanish Inquisition sketch. And I love that these are considered national treasures. <laughs> Historic moments now. These are important parts of history, for sure. Uh, Guys, we have so much Monty Python to talk about, so we are just going to hop into the questions here. Uh, But before we do, to my current listeners out there, thank you so much for listening. Make sure you rate and subscribe and get some friends to do the same. You can send in your own trivia, email a show, and sign up for my Patreon to get four sweet bonus episodes a month. But more on that after some trivia. Gang, are you ready to go? Ready. Oh, yeah. Let's do this. Oh, I should have brought some coconuts. <laughs> Speaking of, question number one here. The knights don't have horses, but they have what? Question number two. Arthur rides through a town where a guy with a cart is making what announcement? Question number three. What does the black knight say when he loses an arm and then the second? Question number four, when bringing her to Sir Bedivere, how do the townspeople know the woman is a witch? Question number five, what does Patsy say when the knights lay their eyes on Camelot for the first time? Question number six, the French knight continues to insult Arthur's troop, saying he does what in their general direction, then creatively insults his father and mother, how? Question number seven, King Arthur and Sir Bedivere come across what terrifying group in the woods? And part two of that, what are their other sacred words? And question number eight, what is the terrifying creature that guards the entrance to the cave? And part two of that, how do Arthur and his men defeat it? When writing these questions, I thought these were possibly some of the easiest questions I've ever written in all time. It's such a quotable movie that it just, these things just stay with you. Like forever, apparently. (laughs) (laughs) But going back to question number one, the knights don't have horses, but they have what? Coconuts. 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 There is a part two of that question. When Arthur tells the knights at the first castle that even birds fly south and seek warmer climates in the winter, what does the knight think he's trying to suggest about coconuts? That they migrate. That they migrate. Are you suggesting coconuts migrate? Are you suggesting coconuts migrate? What an entrance to a movie. And even before that, the opening credits. 
Uh, oh, yes. Yeah. The mo- oh, yeah. I was waiting for some stuff about the moose. Right. The moose. Guys, these, th- this is not, those are not easy level questions, though. Those are uh, maybe a little later. Oh, okay. Oh, I forgot. This is going to get harder. Okay. I forgot it ramps up. Okay. 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 The people who rushed the questions have been sacked. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Uh, question number two. Arthur rides through a town where a guy with a cart is making what announcement? Bring out, Bring your- out your dead. Yep. Bring out your dead. Bring out your dead is correct. Uh, it's such a convenient service to have in this town because they have business. They do. It's nine pence. Yes, I remember that too. <laughs> was it pence? It was nine something. <laughs> is that a hard one? Don't don't go up to the hard ones just yet, Lori. Maybe maybe we're hold yourself back, Lori. Hold yourself. Back. I appreciate all the input. You guys did your homework. I appreciate that. <laughs> we were born with our homework. <laughs> Uh, question number three. What does the Black Knight say when he loses an arm and then the second? Only a flesh wound. Okay, he says that after, though. I was trying to remember the order in which he says what. Because at one point he says, first he says, oh, I just cut off your arm. Like, no, you haven't. First he just says, no, no you didn't. Right. No, you didn't. The flesh wound is after. The flesh wound is the second one. It's only a flesh wound. Classic. Uh, but he does see his arm on the ground. And then he says something. Oh, I've had worse. Uh, I think he does say I've had worse. You know, I think I'm going to give that to you there. I, I'm, I'm going to give that to you. I was also looking for tis wait, 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 but wait, a scratch. Let us think about it. Let us think about it. Hold on. Let us think about it. No, he said Oh, I didn't hear it because I was busy saying hold on. Tis but a scratch. I was getting there. Tis but a scratch is correct. Good for two there. I'm going to give you another two points for this next question. Question number four. When bringing her to Sir Bedivere... How do the townspeople know the woman is a witch? She's got a wart. Okay, you are getting into specifics uh, in the most general of terms. Oh, she looks like one. She looks like one. I thought you were going to say the wart, the nose. <laughs> the hat. And she turned me into a newt. I got better. A second point for she turned me into a newt is correct. Uh, <laughs> I do have... During a lot of my tests and quizzes, uh, I put little memes or GIFs uh, before any of the online ones I give. And this is one I have. And it is a little sad how few of the students now know this movie. Aww. And it does break my heart. Bummer. There's time, though. There's time. <laughs> there's there's hope. There is time. It, I could assign it as homework. Mm. They come into these things very strangely, you know. I don't know. When we showed it in my, like, ninth grade class, everyone loved it. <laughs> it just has to be a friend of a friend. I know. You can, they need a friend who loves the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, question number five. What does Patsy say when the knights lay their eyes on Camelot for the first time? It's only a model. Sorry if I'm cutting people off. I just keep saying. <laughs> <laughs> Please, Laurie. They Please. just burst, burst forth from me. I totally get it. It's only a model is correct. Uh, I did hear a fun fact about this movie that it was, in fact, only a model. Do you know what castle it is? It's Dune Castle Dune in Scotland. Castle in it Scotland. is my favorite castle in Scotland. Uh, I've been there multiple times, and Terry Jones hosts the audio guide, so you can do an audio guide around Dune Castle that tells you what scene from the film was filmed in each area. So I have been to Dune Castle multiple times with my medieval society when I was uh, doing my master's in medieval literature in Scotland, and I cannot tell you a single real thing in history that happened at that castle, but I can tell you where every scene from the movie was filmed. Emily, why are we even here? (laughs) Lori could do this whole thing herself. 
I've been looking forward to this all day because it's been a completely no pressure situation. (laughs) Lori, I know exactly what you mean. A lot of my uh, inspirations for travel do come from the movies I love. I can't wait to go to San Diego for uh, see where Ron Burgundy was in uh, Everywhere in Anchorman there. Um, But are you talking about the inside of the castle? Yes, the inside of the castle is Dune Castle. Okay, because I heard the outside was, in fact, only a model, and they had to use rocks to weigh it down. Um, Some of the shots of the outside, I'm pretty sure, are from Dune as well. Really? But it might be different shots. But there's definitely one shot of Swamp Castle that, like, I recognize the entrance to Dune. I mean, they okay. could have also made a model of Dune Castle. Yeah, it's, it's very possible. But I think it's not Camelot. Camelot's the model. Camelot is the but model. But the Knights of the Round Table is filmed inside uh, Dune Castle. Right, right. They just have the one castle, I guess. <laughs> you can see the staircase where Lancelot kills everyone, Swamp Campus. Yeah, all the castles are the same castle. I, I would 100% believe that. And it does say it in the credits <laughs> at the beginning of the film. That I missed. I was looking uh, at all the other names that were 20 letters long and yeah. the subtitles underneath them. And <laughs> all the moose stuff. <laughs> uh, for three points, question number six. The French knight continues to insult Arthur's troop saying he does what in their general direction, then creatively insults his father and mother. How? I fart fart in your general direction, and your mother was a hamster, and your father smelt of elderberries. Is that even an insult? (laughs) Elderberries were nice. I was thinking that. When I watched it last night, I was thinking, like, so are hamsters, to be fair. (laughs) Elderberry jam on my toast, so... I feel like John Cleese was, like, making that stuff up off the top of his head in that scene. I feel like he blacked out, and then it just it all came out, and then this is what we ended up with. You know, so we remember those ones so clearly, but while watching it again, I was watching it with my mom, and we were still laughing out loud at ones we didn't remember, like, you know, you sons of a silly person. One of them was you sons of a window dresser. Right. They're just such random ones that haven't had quite the same amount of quotability, but are also just... Wiper of other people's bottoms. Exactly. This one. Yep. Yep. Now stop or I shall taunt you a second time. (laughs) Uh, Moving on here to question number seven for another three points. Uh, Let's start here. King Arthur and Sir Bedivere come across what terrifying group in the woods? The knights who say... Knee is correct. Uh, And for part two of that, for two other points, what are some of the other sacred words? Oh, I think it's... Patang and Newang. And Newang. I just Googled it. Not right now, but before the show. Oh, of course. <laughs> You're cheating. Ni, Pang and Newang are correct. Uh, which, I mean, after you say need, the other two just come to you, I think. <laughs> it's hard for me to think of the other two if I haven't said Ni. I'm ready with what they replace it with if this is a harder question. <laughs> I believe that is coming up in the bonus episode. Oh, God. Sweet. (laughs) Um, But I did not add this question. Uh, What the heck? I'll give you a bonus point for it. Um, What word are they terrified of? It. It. Ah! Ah! I said it again. He said it again. (laughs) I said it again. (laughs) Uh, Absolutely correct. And question number eight. What is the terrifying creature that guards the entrance to the cave? A rabbit. 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 Big, sharp, nasty teeth. <laughs> <laughs> and part two of that, how do Arthur and his men defeat it? The, the holy, holy hand, hand grenade. grenade of Antioch. Absolutely correct. Uh, 
what is an all-time high. You guys are ending round one with a 17 out of eight. (laughs) (laughs) Don't know how it's possible. Don't care. Arthur can't count either. One, two, five. (laughs) Five is right out. (laughs) Three shall be the number of the counting, and the number of the counting shall be three. Shall be three. (laughs) Uh, Well, you guys crushed those easy questions. I have a couple medium questions next here for you. Starting with question number nine. Arthur rides up to an old woman to ask a question. What does the old woman say next? Question number 10. What are witches made of? Question number 11. What logical conclusion does Sir Bedivere help the townspeople come to when determining if the woman is a witch? Question number 12. The French soldier says he blows his nose at Arthur and all his silly English what? Question number 13. The Swamp King keeps interrupting his son when what starts happening? Question number 14. Why can't Arthur and his men risk another frontal assault at the cave? And part two of that. After counting to three, then lobbest thou thy holy hand grenade of Antioch towards thy foe, who, being naughty in thy sight, shall what? And question number 15. Why does Sir Galahad die when the bridgekeeper asks him what? Is your favorite color. And part two of that, why does the bridge keeper die when he asks Arthur what is the airspeed velocity of an unladen swallow? Going back to question number nine, already for like three points here. Arthur rides up to an old woman near the beginning of the movie. What does the old woman say next? I'm not a woman, I'm a man. I'm a man is correct. Uh after that, what does he say? My name's Dennis. Oh, he's not that old. He's not even that old. Oh, that's right. He's 37. I'm 37. (laughs) I'm giving you three points for that and four for his name is Dennis. Why not? (laughs) That's a lot of points. I'm a man. (laughs) I'm 37. What? You said I was old. I'm not old. (laughs) 37. 37. Uh, There's a couple parts to this next question as well. Question number 10. What are witches made of? Wood. 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 Logically. Obviously. What else burns? Wood. Wood. Uh, well, speaking of that, I had read some trivia as well that uh, Sir Bedivere asks, you know, what else burns? And there's a huge pause there before John Cleese says- They're all thinking. Wood, yeah. But there's a scene there where Eric Idle starts biting on his scythe to keep from laughing because they had <laughs> never paused that long before. So it's him <laughs> holding back his laughter. <laughs> As John Cleese. They're just cracking each other up. (laughs) There is a part two of that, though. Sir Bedivere asks, what else floats on water? All the townsfolk look at Arthur and gasp when he says, what? A A duck. duck. A duck. But also very small rocks. (laughs) Very small rocks. Bread. Bread. Yeah, that was a delightful answer. Um, This leads us right into question number 11 here. Go through the steps here for me. What logical conclusion does Sir Bedivere help the townspeople come to when determining if the woman is a witch? If she weighs the same as a duck, duck. then she must be made of wood. And therefore... She's a witch! A witch! She's a witch! (laughs) I mean, it was kind of hard to follow the the whole time. (laughs) Didn't seem logical to you, Emily? It's a fair cop. It's a fair cop is what the woman says. (laughs) She can't even be mad. And the woman, I think, is Connie Booth. 
who is John Cleese's wife and on Faulty no Towers. way. Oh, fun. I did not know that. That's awesome. I did have the pleasure of seeing John Cleese live uh, a year or two ago and uh, just incredible. I couldn't believe I got to see one of the Monty Pythons. Oh, I, I saw him at the Edinburgh Book Festival, I think, in uh, 2018. Again, it's like touching a piece of history there or just seeing it at least. It was that was that's fun. Awesome. Uh, question number 12. The French soldier says he blows his nose at Arthur and all his silly English. What? which apparently it took me years at least a decade before i saw it written somewhere and realized that was just saying knights i just thought it was a silly made-up word laura i remember having a similar revelation years later (laughs) i had the same one (laughs) it's the gift that keeps on giving Katie, you're shaking your head. You knew it was Knigget's the whole time? I mean, I'm yeah. sorry, Knights. Yeah, I can't imagine. <laughs> I, yeah, I I must. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe somebody told me that, but I think I knew it. You just logicked it out and I did not. It's a funny word. It's, con- I mean, it's, you know, it's if you do a, the phonetics of night, you get Knigget. No, it totally makes sense. <laughs> My brain just didn't register it. Yes, it makes sense. I was just 13 at the time, and I had someone explain it to me on my 10th viewing of the movie, and then my mind was blown. Uh, Question number 13. The Swamp King keeps interrupting his son when what starts happening? He's going to to sing. Break into song. He's going to sing. He's going going to sing. sing. (laughs) Absolutely correct. Uh, I believe at one point there, once... Lancelot's Patsy uh, rescues him. He does do this artful bow as he puts him on the table and he's about to sing. You mean Concord. His name is Concord. He has a name. Concord. <laughs> oh okay. Gosh, I Lori. was. Gosh. Respect the masses. <laughs> help, help. They're being repressed. Do you say I'm repressing me? I appreciate that. <laughs> uh, question number 14, another two-parter, of course. Why can't Arthur and his men risk another frontal assault at the cave? Why can't they risk another frontal assault at the cave? It's, I'm looking for a description of the rabbit. Well, the rabbit is rabid. <laughs> because it's <laughs> it's bloody and, I don't know, vicious. ferocious. They lost some people already. Let's think about this. Okay, they lost okay. Gawain, Boars, and Ector. Yeah, they lost a bunch of men. Uh, we can't risk another frontal assault. That rabbit's... Oh, oh God. No, guys, we're doing so well. We can't let this go. I'm looking for a D word. That rabbit's... Demonic. <laughs> Close. A devil. Demented. <laughs> uh, no, no, not not the definition, more like how it sounded. Um, not term, but the thing itself is explosive. <laughs> guys, I think I'm going to give it to you here. That rabbit's dynamite. Dynamite. Uh, I just said it. I just said dynamite, but it was just a total guess. Katie, did you say it? I did. I said dynamite. I murmured it. Check the logs if the mic picked it up. (laughs) I'm going to check the logs. Listen, I'll give you the point then. You're very generous, Brian. I appreciate that. This It's really low stakes trivia. Listeners, no. Listeners. No, the stakes (laughs) are very high. My reputation (laughs) is on the line. Lori is very competitive. She wants perfection. There is a part two of that question, though. After counting to three, then lobbest thou thy holy hand grenade of Antioch towards thy foe, who, being naughty in my sight, shall what? 
Snuff it. Shall snuff it is correct. <laughs> well done. And it's written in scripture. Armaments chapter 2, verses oh, 9 through boy. 21. <laughs> wow. Well done. I appreciate all you guys did for uh, for this round of trivia here. <laughs> oh, no, I had to watch the movie again. <laughs> Our whole lives of nerdiness. Is that what you're referring to? I studied up. It was funny because I I, I, listen, I I watched it last night. I put it on and, and you know, once it was over, I was like, ah, oh, it did it to me again. It took 90 minutes of my life again. <laughs> I don't know how to make it stop. I almost had a fear of... What if I don't think it's that funny this time? What if it's been a few years and and I've outgrown it? I have not. No. <laughs> Nor has my mother. No, I haven't either. How about those like four minutes at the end of nothing? That's where I feel my life yeah. draining away. It's just the exit music. <laughs> <laughs> I even fast forwarded it a little bit. I was like, do I remember it? Does something happen? <laughs> Very upbeat. And question number 15 here. Why does Sir Galahad die when the bridge keeper asks him, what is your favorite color? Oh, because he gets it wrong. He changed his mind. He says blue and then yellow. Changes his mind from blue. No, he blue. says yellow then blue. No, he says blue. blue. He says blue first. No, I was he right does the first say time. blue first. Blue then yellow. Because that's what Lancelot said first. But you are absolutely correct. There is a part two of that. Why does the bridge keeper die when he asks Arthur, what is the airspeed velocity of an unladen swallow? Arthur asks him, African or European swallow? Mm-hmm. <laughs> what? I don't know that. <laughs> <sighs> Guys, you are ending the medium round with a 32 out of 15 right now. Nice. <laughs> I guess that we won't feel too bad about that bunny one. We call that a cushion. <laughs> Which makes me think, you know, I realized, I, I guess I, I only watched Buffy the Vampire Slayer in the last few years. Mm. And so now with all the bunny stuff between the Trojan bunny and the evil bunny, I'm thinking... Uh, from Once More With Feeling, the musical episode of Buffy, when Anya's like, bunnies, bunnies, it must be bunnies. <laughs> bunnies aren't cute like everybody supposes. Now, Buffy is not a show that I've seen. Ooh. Yeah, I haven't seen Buffy, but I'm feeling like maybe I need to see at oh. least that episode. You oh, yes. both need to watch all of Buffy, and it would be very trivia worthy. Very. Okay, I will check it out. Mm-hmm. Good stuff. <laughs> Guys, I have five hard questions left. All right. Starting with question number 16. When Arthur passes the death cart, why does the guy think he must be a king? And part two of that, an old woman calls Dennis over while he talks to Arthur, saying she found some what on the ground? Question number 17. To see if she's made of wood, what does one townsfolk suggest doing with the witch? And why does Sir Bedivere say that won't work? Question number 18. When God appears to the knights, what does he say he can't stand and to stop doing? And part two of that, what is God's reply when Arthur says, good idea, O Lord? Question number 19. The Swamp King waves out the window and tells his son that one day all this will be yours. What does the son think he's referring to at first? And part two of that, the Swamp King says, what's not to like about his fiance? She's beautiful. She's rich. And what? And question number 20. Sir Bedivere amazes King Arthur with his knowledge of science at one point, explaining how we know the Earth to be what shape? And part two of that, he also explains how we can use sheep bladder to do what? 
Going back to question number 16, when Arthur passes the death cart, why does the guy think he must be a king in the most uh, PG of terms? Okay, yeah, I was going to say, you said no language. <laughs> I appreciate that. <laughs> Not covered in poop. He hasn't got this all over him. got something all over him. He doesn't have poop all over him. He must be a king. Uh, but in a similar vein there, part two of that, an old woman calls Dennis over while he talks to Arthur, saying she found some what on the ground? Lovely filth. <laughs> she found some lovely filth over here. <laughs> Is correct. That's so dumb. I love how much they're in the mud <laughs> there. Arthur doesn't have any lovely filth on him. It's It takes an hour and a half of your life, and it just makes you so delighted. <laughs> <laughs> Just rolling around. I was waiting for more about the whole Dennis scene and more about like the watery tart having to quote how their entire government system works. <laughs> watery tart. There was there was a lot there, uh, but I just had so many questions written for this movie. You know, they decide by a simple majority when it comes to internal matters, but a two thirds <laughs> majority for external. <laughs> Thank you, Katie. It's quite a sophisticated system. It's their anarcho syndicalist collective. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my gosh. <laughs> Come and see the violence inherent in the system. <laughs> <laughs> now you see, now you see the violence inherent in the system. <laughs> uh, question number 17. To see if she's made of wood, what does one townsfolk suggest doing with the witch? And why does Sir Bedivere say that won't work? Build a bridge oh, out of her. Is it a build a house out of her? Bridge. Bridge. A bridge. Build a bridge out of her, which won't work because. You can build a bridge out of stones. Right. That is correct. Good for two. Uh, for four points here, question number 18. When God appears to the knights, what does he say he can't stand and to stop doing? Groveling. Groveling. Groveling is one. Apologizing. Oh, uh, averting. Oh, and averting their eyes. They do that too, right? Stop saying sorry and averting their eyes. Good for three. There's one other part of that there. What is God's reply when Arthur says, good idea, O Lord? Of course, of course it's, it's a, a good, good idea. idea. Of course it's a good idea. <laughs> God just sounds so over it, and I love it. <laughs> uh, question number 19. The Swamp King waves out the window and tells his son that one day, all this will be yours. What does his son think he's referring to at first? Well, the curtains. The curtains? <laughs> no. I mean, yeah, the curtains come with the castle, so it's logical. Also the curtains. <laughs> uh, there is a part two of that. The Swamp King says, what's not to love about his fiance? She's beautiful. She's rich. And what? She's got huge tracks, tracks of land. Of land. <laughs> huge <laughs> tracks of land is correct. I love the Welsh accent. I know. He's doing there as well. I thought he was, he was supposed to be Scottish. I feel like Laurie needs an extra point for the accent. Guys, there's one other question, though. Question number 20. Sir Bedivere amazes King Arthur with his knowledge of science at one point, explaining how we know the Earth to be what shape? Oh, God. I was hoping when you had this, because I remember part two, but not part one. I'm totally blanking on this. Me too. Oh, boy. Wow. I mean, is flat too obvious of an answer? No, no, wait. It's something more random. Uh, Would you like a hint? Yeah. Yes. I am looking for a fruit. Okay, I was thinking, I was going to say pear, but pear. I'm not sure that's... It's not pear. Wait, wait, I'm just going to list fruits. Hold on, hold on. I got to think about fruits. Uh, Mango, papaya, fruit. uh, <laughs> grape, strawberry, raspberry, blueberry. 
Uh, <laughs> he's giving you a hint, He's got Laurie. hints, Laurie. He's got hints. Um, this fruit is actually in another flying circus sketch, and I believe if an attacker attacks you uh, with one of these fruit. Oh, my God. Mm. Wait, I'm thinking. Hold on. I'm going to get it. Pineapple? It's not pineapple. That would hurt to get attacked by That's, I'm thinking that. I'm thinking, ouch. It's like a weapon. No, it is a very, uh, you know, harmless fruit, which I believe most are. <laughs> Unlike the pineapple. <laughs> pineapples are not. Pineapples would hurt. Okay, yes, pineapples would hurt. Uh, he says how we know the earth to be banana-shaped. Ah, oh, banana. That was not coming to me, actually. Also, such a basic fruit, and I didn't even say it. I'm going through all the. I'm going through papaya. Why'd you let me say papaya? I, sh- I should have said it was a basic fruit. You were going through papaya, mangoes, and pineapples. It's much. Okay, I can redeem myself with part two of this question. Go. Part two of that. He also amazes Arthur with his scientific knowledge of how we can use sheep bladders to do what? Prevent earthquakes. That line was said so much faster than the banana line. I don't know why that's the line you picked up on. I got that one, too. I don't know. Bananas just maybe are not, like, distinct enough, but sheep bladders preventing earthquakes is very distinct. (laughs) Well, and it's kind of at the end of that little scene, so maybe that's why I remember it. And sheep bladder, whatever comes after sheep bladder, it's got to be worth remembering, right? Yeah, the banana part is so early (laughs) in the scene. It's like you haven't even registered the new scene yet. Well, I I think I never really heard the sheep bladder part because I believe... As he's saying it, God appears. And uh, there's a lot going on at that Aww. moment. But the banana part was the one that always stuck with me more. No, wait. I think this... Is this when God appears or was this before they get to Camelot? I thought this was on the way to Camelot. And then God appears after, no? You know, I watched this movie like a week ago now and uh, I'm kind of blanking. I'm kind of blanking. But I can tell you, uh, you guys are ending with an all-time high of a 43 out of 20. Congratulations. Thanks. Thanks. More, more, more. (laughs) I'm so proud. (laughs) Okay, let's get to more. But first, would you guys like to plug your stuff? Yes, we are the Potterversity podcast. We are a Harry Potter podcast, and we are on MuggleNet. You can find us where you get your podcasts. We also have a brand new book called Potterversity, Essays Exploring the World of Harry Potter. And you can hook up with us on Instagram or on our Facebook page. We have a Twitter too. If it's still if we can still refer to it as Twitter, yes. We do have Twitter also. I think everybody refers to it still as Twitter. <laughs> and rightly so. I'm trying to remember if I have a holy grail reference in my chapter in the book. <gasps> mm. Which uh listeners you can't tell, but uh, Laurie is uh showcasing a copy of their book right here. Links will all be in the show notes to everything you guys have going on here. Uh, but we are about to record a bonus episode, so if you'd like to check that out, you can listen to all the bonus episodes on Patreon for just $2 a month. Head on over to iTunes to drop a rating and tell someone you know about the show. It would really mean a lot. Lastly, if you have questions of your own or answers to any of mine, feel free to email me at tvtriviapod at gmail.com or reach out on any of the socials at tvtriviapod. Katie, Laurie, and Emily, thank you guys so much for coming back. I can't wait to do these bonus questions with you. (laughs) This is so much fun. (laughs) Thanks for having us. It's always a good time. (laughs) I appreciate that. Uh, Listeners, thank you, and stay tuned for more trivia. Trivia.